Hey, this is David Perkins, pastor of Radiant Church. Thanks so much for checking out our podcast. I hope and I pray that the content helps you grow as a follower of Jesus. We'd love to see you at one of our services on Sundays or maybe at our Bold Conference this summer. Remember this, those who look to Him are radiant. We're in this series here called Relationally Strong, and the goal is here as we launch into the fall, coming out of 21 days of prayer, to really cultivate strong relationships, to really fight for relationships. And so uh, the theme verse that we're using is this verse where Jesus, just before he goes to the cross, he says to his disciples that the way that people will know that you're my disciples is by your love, love one another. And so that's kind of the theme verse. And so last week, uh, we talked about love and we spent the whole time in 1 Corinthians 13. And we talked about loving one another and we can make that application in our friendships. We can make it in our, as we parent, in our marriages, uh, in the workplace. We just talked about love. And today I wanna talk about offense or being unoffended. And that's gonna go towards bitterness being the root. That's gonna go towards an action item at the end of us just taking inventory and saying, God, how can I live this better? Where am I offended? Uh, where is there unforgiveness in my heart? And so if you've got your Bibles, I want you to go uh, Proverbs chapter 19. We're gonna launch out of this text here because I just think this is, this is wise right here. A little wisdom from Proverbs as we get started. It says this, a person's wisdom yields patience. It is one's glory. It is their glory to overlook an offense. <laughs> Easy to think, no, they're dumb if they overlook an offense or they lack if they overlook an offense. But here's wisdom to overlook, to not get tripped up on offenses quite so easily. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray, Lord, that you would help us today as we study your word, God, to grow in this area. God, I pray that relationships would be strong in Radiant Church, even as we begin small groups as we took that season of 21 days to just go vertical and focus on a relationship with you. And now we're going horizontal and we're working on these relationships with one another. I ask, Lord, that we would love each other. And God, I ask, Lord, that that unforgiveness would dissipate. I pray, Lord, that we would not carry offenses. I ask, Lord, that bitterness would be gone. We ask that you would help us to live unoffended in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. So uh, probably about five, six years ago, maybe seven or so, uh, I went with some of my friends uh, to Nepal. And so we flew into Kathmandu and uh, our goal was to go into the Himalayas and we were taking the gospel house to house or hut to hut um, and telling people about Jesus. And so uh, when we all arrived at Denver International Airport, we took separate cars and we arrived there. And the first three, me and two other guys, we all kind of showed up early, got there a little bit early. And we, were ha we had baggage that you would expect. We had a little backpack, a little rollerboard, Good to go. Let's go to Kathmandu, baby. I mean, these are a lot of flights. We're, we're going up into the mountains. <laughs> this, is, this is the moment to pack light, to travel light. But lo and behold, one of our dear brethren, the fourth to arrive, who's a Longhorn fan, he showed up, <laughs> just had to slip that in. He showed up with a gargantuan suitcase, massive. And not only that, but he had this carry-on that was huge. And, and then it wasn't just like clothes that he overpacked for. It was like he was going to Hawaii. I mean, it was, he had everything you could think of 
not just for skin and for entertainment, but he was on a special diet. And so he had all this special food. He had snacks. I mean, he came like, honestly, like with, I mean, pounds of extra food. And uh, so we were teased him the whole time, like, bro, what are you doing? What is with all this extra luggage, this extra weight, this extra baggage? Because it didn't just slow him down, it slowed us down. Like, not only did it keep him from going quickly in and out of airports, but once we got a taxi in Kathmandu, I mean, it was harder. It slowed all of us down. And I want you to just see that picture as we talk about the message today, because I think for many of us, there is a purpose, there is a calling. We like to say, discover purpose to make a difference. And there is a purpose on your life that if you would drop the extra weight of the anger, wounds, bitterness towards others, you'd be able to accomplish your purpose faster. You'd be able to move forward in what God's called you to do. And yet the weight The decision to not forgive, the decision to remain irritated, the decision to keep a little revenge, keep a little gossip on your lips, little gossip on your fingers, keeps us from fulfilling what God has for us. It's easy for us to walk through our journey so offended, so frustrated, so bitter, and we've got our eyes on others instead of our eyes on God. And the way that it says this in Psalms is it it says, when my heart was grieved and my spirit embittered, I was senseless and ignorant. I was a brute beast before you. I just want you to imagine that idea. I was was senseless. I was ignorant. I was a brute beast. I responded in a senseless way. So it's easy for us to take that one thing, that one person that wronged you, right? That boss that didn't promote you, fellas, (laughs) that girl that broke up with you. Just kidding. All right, but seriously, I mean... That one event in your life where they just didn't see you, that neighbor that annoys you, think of the person, think of the event, think of the organization, think of the family, think of the church, think of the leader. And sometimes it's, it's even tempting when we think about our lives to define our journey based upon our wound rather than based upon Jesus. Like, I've been wounded by that person. I've been wounded by that organization. Therefore, you gotta, you gotta have a heavy tolerance for me because I'm not gonna be able to accelerate into my calling quickly because I'm too bitter. I'm too mad, I'm too hurt, I'm too frustrated. And it's even easy for a part of our identity to become some of our bitterness, some of our wounds, some of our anger, some of our hatred. And so my aim today is that we would take steps in being free of offense. My hope is that we would We would take what we read in Proverbs, what we read in Psalms, and I'm gonna go after even, this is heavy, but I'm gonna have us look at Jesus today. And he is our savior and he's our example. And I want us to take a few moments and even look at the way that he lived and start to ask, what would it look like in my life if I didn't act like a brute beast, if I didn't act senseless and ignorant, but I responded with real forgiveness If I didn't carry bitterness, if I walked free from offense, what would that look like in my life? And when I think about this idea of being ignorant or senseless, I think of a few ideas. The first one for me is I think of revenge, right? 
You attacked me, you hurt me, I'll attack you, I'll hurt you. That's the quickest one, that's the easiest one. Paul says in Romans 12, not to take revenge. We hear Paul, we look at Jesus, we read Psalms and Proverbs, and it's our temptation to just go, yeah, but I'm still gonna do it. Problem is, when we take revenge, we're the ones that end up experiencing more pain. True story. We hold on to that bitterness, we hold on to that anger, and it slowly eats us up. Famous quote, that to hold on to anger like that is like taking poison, drinking it, and hoping the other person dies, right? It's like my dad told it this way. Uh, my sister, Deborah, when she was two, well, I'm a triplet, and so my sister, Deborah, uh, blonde hair, she was here in the first service, and he tells a story about how Deborah, when she was two, was walking past our big stereo. So you got a picture, late 70s, massive, huge wooden stereo. I know I say stereo, and all bold youth are like, what's he talking about? But it was massive, like record player, took up your whole living room in order to play what we now play on our phone. But, but, but she's walking past the stereo, two years old, and hits her toe on the stereo and falls down. Little two-year-old blonde-haired little girl and in rage stands up, makes a face at the stereo and turns around and barefooted just kicks the stereo, right? (laughs) Of course, only to have the two-year-old experience more pain, right? It's what we do. I'm, I'm hurt, I'm violated, stereo took me down, I'm gonna take that stereo out. We look at, person took me down, neighbor got mad at me, pastor said something I don't like, husband said something, and it's that brute beast. I'm gonna respond with rage. I'm gonna respond with revenge. Another quick, easy way that all of us know is gossip. It's like, well, I might not physically take them out. I might not go have an action that demonstrates that brute beast kind of carry that offense, unforgiveness, but I'll verbally take them out to somebody else. I'll just go ahead and mm, I'll just destroy the reputation. I'll just go gossip a little bit. I think unique to our generation is another response. And that's this new one that's kind of arisen in the last 10 to 15 years. And that is, I'm so hurt. I'm so mad. I'll tell the internet, (sighs) right? Like, and a lot of times what we'll do is we'll say, I'll turn this into a uh, wisdom principle we should all live by, but really I'm secretly attacking my friend who just hurt me, right? And, and, and we'll just... So, and not just, I mean, you could go through all these different ways. For me, one of the ones that I have found is out of a desire to say, okay, I really want to respond rightly. Sometimes it's tempting to just kind of bury it and never deal with it. Just bury something, kind of ignore it. The only problem with that is in your mind, you kind of deceive yourself, think that you've dealt with it, think that you've gone to God, think that you've worked up, but really you've just ignored it. And then there's that moment where it erupts out of you. And all of a sudden it is a, I mean, trash pit disaster for the person listening because you, you really have been harboring bitterness and it gets worse. Time doesn't heal all wounds. Christ heals all wounds. And so the temptation is just to bury it. I remember, I remember for me, years ago, I was uh, sitting at lunch with a pastor and he started talking about situation and asked my opinion. And all of a sudden, I was just like, and I realized, oh my goodness, I did not even know that was there. 
And I had to, in a fresh way, go to God and say, oh God, I need help. This justified wound has caused inside of me a justified anger that has caused me to, in a justified way, gossip against somebody. And all of it doesn't look like Jesus. It's, I'm a brute beast. I'm bitter. I'm hurt. And I've got, if if, if you're going tit for tat, if you're going, you hurt me so I can hurt you. You hurt me so I can gossip. You hurt me so I'll tell the world about you. You hurt me. Then you've got all the justification in the world. But if you choose, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. And not only is he my Savior, but I want my life to look like him. Then you're not going the revenge way. Then you're not going the gossip way. Then you're not going the social media go, social media way. Then you're going the Jesus way. Then you're going, what's the way that Jesus tells me to forgive? How does Jesus show me? And I was reading this week, just the possible offenses that Jesus could have had when he went to the cross. Just think about that narrative alone. Just think about the story beginning in the upper room, the last supper. And here's Judas, one of the 12, and Jesus looks at him in John 13 and he says, what you're about to do, do quickly. Uh, I just think about that conversation and all, all, all of the possible offense could take place right there. I was thinking about Jesus then leaving and going to the garden, bringing Peter, James, and John, going to pray, wait here, just drops of blood. I mean, the agony of going to the cross, he's going to the Father. I mean, the garden is that moment where Jesus is saying, I'll go to the cross for the sins of the world. And he's got his guys right there with him. If ever that's the moment you want your comrades with you, and moments earlier, Judas had betrayed, and now you find these, your top three guys sleeping. Dudes, only then to look up, and Judas comes with a mob of people that the scripture says they had swords and clubs. And now the physical reality of the pain you're going to face, all that takes place when it's violent coming at you. And, and you know that moment, in that moment where um, sword drawn, ear cut off, and Jesus shows the opposite of offense and retaliation. He actually looks up and says, no, 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 put your sword away. If I, don't you think that my father could send thousands of angels right now save me. And you hear in that, I got this. I, I'm voluntarily going to the cross. Uh, it's like it, he could have called 10,000 angels, he, but I'm going to the cross. Here's the strength that you see in Jesus, the example of someone who could be offended, could have responded with retaliation, but over and over and over again has such spiritual strength that he doesn't. We keep moving and he goes and he's beaten. I was just picturing even the Romans and that dynamic of when you're mocked. I mean, clothes removed, whipped. There's stories that we read about them actually beating him, joking around. If you are, since you are a prophet, who hits you? 
spat upon. I mean, crown of thorns, mocking, since you're a king. If you are God and you have come God incarnate, you've walked, I mean, in relationship with your father without sin. You are the one who forever and ever worshiped. And yet, even in those moments, Jesus, he doesn't fight. I just want you to look at him. I just want you to see it. I want you to just see that moment where then he goes to a cross. <sighs> doesn't stop. I mean, picture beaten on the cross and the mocking continues. From the crowds, hey, he could save others. Why can't he save himself? To not just the crowds, but even a criminal next to him. <laughs> if you are who you say you are, save yourself and us. And to the end, to the end, all the way. Here's what we get. Here's what we get. Father, forgive them. Now, I just want you to picture, what does Christianity look like right now for you? Jesus as your example, what would it look like for us to take the Jesus way instead of the justified revenge, justified gossip, I'm justified to tell the world about what they did to me and go, actually, I have the transformative spiritual strength of Jesus. Jesus has done so much inside of me that I have the spiritual strength to cover it. I'm all right. I'm not gonna respond that way. I'm gonna respond like Jesus. Jesus had the spiritual strength to not retaliate. This week I had lunch with a buddy of mine and it was that moment at the end of the meal <laughs> where you wonder, who's gonna pay for this? Because um, it makes logical sense that I could pay for it. it. Makes sense you could pay for it. We could both go. You know, it was that moment where they just, they didn't ask if we wanted two checks, they just brought a check, you know? And so I don't know if you've ever been there, but you're just kind of like, hmm. I don't, I, and, and so, you know, I just enjoyed the moment because uh, I reached out and he reached out. And honestly, this is no exaggeration. This week on Tuesday, it was both like that. And we were both like, who's gonna take it? Who's gonna take it? And we're both holding it. And it's just kind of that gentleman like, no, let me, no, let me, no, let me, no, let me, no, let me. <laughs> and then he said, I have more money than you. And I was like. <laughs> okay, you got me. Now, here's what he's saying. I've got more financial strength than you do. <laughs> I'll cover it. I got it. I got this. You don't owe anything. Here's what we do every time that we are violated. I mean, hurt. I mean, someone, they did you wrong. And you say, I got it. I can cover it. I got the spiritual strength to respond like Christ instead of respond in my flesh in this moment. I got this. I got this. I got, I got enough in this spiritual bank account to where I don't have to come after you with bitterness, rage, anger. 
division, gossip. I'm coming after you with Christ-likeness. I can cover this. And that's what I want to invite you to do today, to think, okay, what does it look like for me in my current present tense life? Not to have this be theory, but if we apply this to our real relationships right now, because oh, the sadness when we get just entrenched in offense. First of all, it makes you distant from God. I mean, there's real ramifications for carrying offense and refusing to forgive and walking in bitterness. Mark 11, Jesus said, and when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your father in heaven may forgive you your sins. Whoa, that means, hey, before you come talk to your father, before you go vertical, go horizontal. Idea behind that statement from Jesus is horizontal relationships impact vertical relationship. Ah, we go, no, 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 me and God, what's up, G, we're good. I'm good with God. It's just you I can't stand. Uh, We're laughing because we do it. Jesus goes, no, no, no. Actually, horizontal impacts vertical. First go, intriguing phrase, first go, first, first go, first go, first go, first go. But God, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray a little on my soul to keep. No, first go. But Lord, thank you for this food today. I love it. No, no, no. First go. God, you're not serious. No, no, no. First go. First, first. Like first, first. Yeah. I want you to go get that relationship right. Get that relationship right. And I want to invite you just to think, what would it look like for me to first, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this right. I'm going to work on it. I'm not saying that it's a quick fix. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it happens in a moment. I'm not saying it's not a long process. I'm not saying you don't both read books on it. I'm not both saying that it takes seven years. I I don't know. I believe it's a journey, but I want to invite you to take a step. I want to invite you to work on it. When I told you that story about me, I had to work on it. I got relationships in my life right now. It's not just like all simple, but I know I got to be intentional. I got to work on those. But if you remain offended, it will keep you distanced from God. I'm not saying that. That's what I read Jesus saying. I'm reading first go. I'm reading go, go like this matters. I want you to come vertical. I want you to come pray. I want you to talk to me. And I care about those relationships but also destroys your relationships. You carry that offense, and this is the obvious one, but it clearly destroys relationships or, or you could say divides relationships. Peter comes to Jesus one time and says, hey, how many times do I have to forgive? And Jewish law was three times. And Jesus comes back and he goes, 77 times, which is him saying, all right, over and over and over again. I want you to, depending on the gospel, 70 times seven, 77 times, the idea there was this. Over and over and over again. So what we like to do is, I, <laughs> I've forgiven that person already. One and done, baby, out of here. You cray cray, no more, right? Here's, here's, here's gospel. Jesus, over and over. Let me take on a Christ-like mentality with this person who I am tempted to hate because they keep violating me. Hate, that's a strong word, yeah, Anytime that we secretly hope for the failure or unhappiness of another person at its root is hate. At its root is, I'm superior to you and I hope you fail. 
I might smile big and fake it, but deep down, that's my goal. Christ-like love looks like I want your success, relationship with God, blessing, growth, best, passion for someone's highest good. <sighs> God, I don't really want their highest good. I really want their highest pain. He goes, no, no, no. So you carry that offense, it's got ramifications. Distance from God, dividing or even destroying relationships. And big one that I see is that it, it distracts you from your purpose. I love to say at Radiant Church, discover your purpose and make a difference. I just love it because I believe that inside of each one of us is not just a couple gifts. We can hang out, marinate in planet Earth, hang out in heaven. No, I believe there's a kingdom calling on every person. And Radiant Church isn't built on the gifts and skills of a few. It's built on what are the spiritual gifts and the callings on each person. And my dream is that each one of you would step into that fullness. So when you go that route, then you go, okay, I've got a purpose. So the way that I enjoy living my life on planet earth is walking in that purpose. And when you get filled with bitterness, when you have a fence in your heart, it distracts you from your purpose because you're so busy with all these little battles that you start to lose the war. I got to get back at that person. I want revenge on this person. I'm going to take some of my energy, some of my strength to just make that tweet. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to avoid this person. I'm going to, I'm going to get that. And, 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 and honestly, it's not just the energy that you spend. It's the lack of union closest with God to get fresh revelation and keep moving on what God's called you to do. But have you ever been around somebody that they just, they just kind of shake it off. They just kind of, they're, they're not, they're, they're unoffendable. They just keep moving. There's, there's, there's not that kind of offense. If you, when, when you get that, that's what enables you to, to keep going and, and fulfill your purpose. Silly illustration, but I just got to say it. One of my favorite movies, I watched it on the plane with my little boy, Rudy. I know, old school movie, old school. But here's what I love about Rudy. There's some obvious things, you know, small man plays big ball. Love that, all right? But here's what I really love. Rudy's got so many people that tell him you'll never make it. Dad says you can't make it. Brothers say you can't make it. <laughs> I mean, teachers can't, coaches can't make it. Uh, no, you, you will never play football for Notre Dame. You know what? And all, but, but the whole storyline is that Rudy just keeps shaking those verbal assaults off only to have the conclusion of the movie be where they're all in the stands cheering him on as he's playing football. Here's the reality. You're gonna have so many people that, that say things, do things, and here's what the enemy's goal is. I'm just trying to keep them from fulfilling their purpose. I just wanna slow that person down. I just wanna keep you from accomplishing your purpose. And so many people go, yeah, you're right. I'll just, I'll, just, I'll, I'll stay here in the small town. I'll go, I'll go play ball for the junior college. I'll, I, I, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, no, here's what I wanna invite you to. No, I'm gonna stay focused on what God's called me to do. I'm not gonna get distracted. And if you'll do that, you'll watch. You'll watch. You will actually see more kingdom fruit from your life because these things won't slow you down. So how do I get there? All right, a couple things. Number one, how do I not walk in offense? Treat offense like real sin, number one. Like real sin. Like in your life, as you go through your days, offense, not small little kind of struggle, weakness, start to treat it in your time alone with God as real sin. 
<laughs> like, like if you were out breaking one of the commandments, you would go, oh God, I should not have murdered that person. Oh God, I should not be a thief. Oh God, I'm so sorry. I would invite you with offense and bitterness and unforgiveness, just like we give you that journal every 21 days of prayer. It's because my dream is that you would just stay close to God and just start to write it out. Oh God, please forgive me. Oh God, pray for that person. Not prayers of break the teeth of the wicked. Pray this, oh God, I pray for their highest good. Oh God, and start to pray for them. And the prayer will help you start to take steps, transformation in the heart to then actually have behavior that looks like your prayer life. But if you'll just lock in and treat it like real sin, the reason why is we don't tolerate, we tolerate it like it's just not real sin. It's like, ah, everybody does it. We all have inside of us and I'll just be glad when I have less. No, no, no. Bigger vision than that. Bigger vision of this. Imagine what it looks like for you to be someone that's just shaking and baking, all these people coming after you and you are dead set on God has a mission calling purpose on your life and ain't nobody offending you. Ain't nobody gonna stop you by action or word. You, you don't have time for it. You're too, you're just, you're too connected, too connected to knowing God and making a difference to just live in the chains and never find freedom. You're just too, you're too vertical and you're just too focused to just have all these other battles keep you from the war that God's called you to, to fulfill, to fulfill the mission that he's got on your life. Second idea is this. You're gonna laugh when I say it, but hear me out. Get offended less. Okay, hold on. I know, I know. If you, if you lock in, in in your minds that it's possible to become spiritually stronger, like when I talked about how Jesus had the spiritual strength to not retaliate and the illustration of just cover it. Picture that you can get stronger in this area. Not where you say, preacher, you're preaching this wrong, therefore I'm justified to stay offended at whoever. I've read seven books on forgiveness and you haven't brought up all those ideas. I've heard a podcast, okay, great. I know, I've had coffee with you. You've got a reason to stay angry. You've got a reason to stay bitter. You, and and it, here's my, <laughs> now I'm bitter. All right, so, but here's, okay, I was thinking about this way. So last night, um, I was depressed because the Lakers beat the Nuggets. And so Nuggets are out, Lakers are going on to the, to the finals. But I was just thinking like, if, if, if just hypothetically, I could play in the NBA finals. <laughs> that wasn't a funny moment. I hear my mom laughing. Um, that wasn't the joke. But let's just say, if I was to play in the NBA Finals this week, you and I know I would be hurt very soon, right? Like if I was to play all four quarters, not a chance I could stay in very long. Why? I'm gonna end up hurt, right? Why? I'm not as strong or as athletic as LeBron. Close, but not, not quite there yet, right? So high chance you put me in that environment I'm gonna be hurt. I'm gonna get hurt. I'm gonna end up wounded. Here's the reality. As you get close to God, walk through these ideas, find freedom. You get spiritually stronger and you can be wounded less. It is possible. I remember talking to one guy. <laughs> he was in ministry 
And someone attacked him like the strongest I have ever seen in my life. And I thought in that conversation I had with him, he would be red-faced, just hatred. And instead, he was laughing, smiling, saying, I trust God. And he stayed silent about the person who attacked him. Here's what I saw, spiritual LeBron. Here's what I saw. He had strength. I'm talking about this person had publicly spoken negatively, face-to-face spoken negatively, said things that weren't true, tried to destroy him, and his Christ-likeness, his lack of offense caused him to just, like Rudy, shake it off. I got a purpose. There's no chance I'm going to allow that person to keep me from my purpose. There's no chance. I got, I, 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 got, I got too much on my life. It's, we're in a real battle and, and they could say those things, do those things. It's not gonna keep me from it. So last one is this. I just wanna encourage you finally is real simple. Remember the forgiveness you've already received. Just remember it. Just remember what you've received. Think about I broken sinner and God saved a wretch like me. I deserve death. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I deserve death. Jesus gave me new life. Jesus went to the cross for me. Him who has been forgiven much loves much. When you actually live on the tip of your tongue, in your head, how often and how much you've been forgiven, it gives you the strength to forgive others. I remember um, the first year of Radiant Church was the first year that Renata and I had moved our family to Kansas City. And uh, I had a a church call me and ask me to come speak at their uh, conference um, that first year that we lived here. And it was, I think about an hour and 20 minutes away or so. um, And uh, I said, yes. And so it was about three months in the future. And so I I, I think I put it on my iPhone or calendar somehow. I don't know. All I know is that I had a terrible moment when uh, I'm sitting on a Thursday night with my kids and I get a text message that says, uh, you're up in 15 minutes. Are you close? Yeah. Like, not like, um, not that moment where you go, hey, I forgot to pray for your conference. And not that moment where you go, hey, guess what? I'm running a little late, brother. Is that moment where you go, ah, I forgot completely your conference. I, I mean, I just felt like, hmm, I, I, I'm, I'm a worm. I, I mean, I, like, I'm awful. <laughs> like, I am a terrible person. Like, I just felt like so bad. And so... I called the pastor late that night and I just went right into that speech. Woe is me, I'm a worm, I'm the worst. I am the chief among sinners, I am awful. And I'll just never forget, he's just like, bro, it's all good, you're fine. We'll have you next year. No big deal. I was like, no, dude, I know you don't have to have me back. I know you think I am an idiot. And he's like, no. Actually, we had a powerful worship and prayer time. Probably better that you didn't come. I thought, well, don't take it too far. I mean, 
<laughs> but I had received such forgiveness. Man, it's moments like that that you just start to think about, okay, I've been forgiven so much. Have memories like that. Even bigger, what Christ has done for you. I'm just telling you, you have been given much. You have been forgiven much. Keep that fresh, all right? And you'll, you'll be surprised. You don't have to live crippled by offense, constantly bitter, constantly angry, constantly upset, constantly trying to put out all those battles. I think right now, in this season of history, one of the best things we can be as a church is unoffended. It's just, I'm not gonna live with this rage just on the tip of my mouth or my fingers. It's all around us. And if we can look like Jesus right now, it says to our city, to our nation, Jesus is at work. <laughs> I'll close with this. My, uh, <laughs> I have two sons, uh, Justice and Dawson. And uh, I prayed for my boys at night, but when they were little, uh, they had bunk beds. And so I used to go into their bunk beds and I would come pray for my two sons and I would just pray this prayer. I really wanted my sons to not be wimps, right? I really want them to grow up and be strong, masculine men like their father. And so I would go in and I would just, I would pray this prayer over them. I'd say, God, I pray that you'd give them thick skin and a soft heart. And that was one of my prayers. When I do evening prayers, God, give them thick skin and a soft heart. God, give them thick skin and a soft heart. It's just a part of my nightly routine. I pray that prayer. God, give them thick skin and a soft heart. Thick skin and a soft heart until the night that I accidentally did. said, God, give them soft skin and a thick heart. <laughs> and of course, my boys start laughing. Bah! Yet that's where so many of us are right now. Such soft skin, everything irritates us. Everything makes us mad. Everything causes us to retaliate and a thick old heart that's gonna fight for self. Jesus way, it's not the revenge way. It's not the gossip way. It's not the bury it way. The Jesus way is, you know what? I got enough inside of me. I got the spiritual strength. I can handle it. I'm gonna have thick skin. Bounces right off. I know God. I've found some freedom. I've already discovered what God's called me to do with my life. And I'm gonna keep going on my mission. And I'm not gonna allow the words, actions, violations that you have on me, keep me from accomplishing what God's called me to accomplish. Will you stand with me and let me pray for you? And online as well as in the room, would you just stretch out your hands? And I just wanna pray that we would be a church that walks unoffended. Father, in the powerful name of Jesus, we ask that you would do a work inside of us. We confess that we live in a time where it's so easy to constantly be offended. And we need supernatural grace and strength. Our own resolve is not enough. We need supernatural strength. And I just pray now over Radiant Church. Thick skin and a soft heart unoffended. We pray that we would look like Jesus in our circumstances at work, online, in our families, in our marriages, God, in our nation right now, God, all across the globe, we just pray that we would walk in freedom, 
quick to forgive, quick to love. Would you just ask the Holy Spirit to reveal one thing to you right now, just one idea. Maybe it's a person. And just, now we just give God your yes. Say yes, I say yes to that God. If you're here today or online and you'd like to make a decision to follow Jesus, I'd like to invite you, if you will, would you just, would you just raise your hand? I wanna invite you to just pray a prayer with me to begin a journey with God. If you're here and you go, I'm, I'm not where I wanna be, I've been living for me. But I, you say today, I wanna, I wanna choose to follow Jesus. If that's you, would you just raise your hand? I wanna help you. Okay. Well, online or in the room, just repeat this prayer if you wanna begin this journey says, I want to be right with God. Just pray this. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus and I give you my life. Save me. I don't want to go my way. I want to go your way. I don't want to be Lord of my life. You be the Lord of my life. I give you everything today. Thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I give you my life. Save me. Make me a new person. In Jesus' name. If you made that decision here in the room or online, we just want to encourage you. Just email us, yes, at radiantchurchkc.com. We want to help you on your journey. Uh, we want to help resource you, help you get connected to a small group uh, so we can walk with you as you follow Jesus.